Hello and welcome to Das Nostalgia Podcast, episode 27. As usual, I'm your host, Anatoly, and today with me, uh, I have a very special guest, returning guest, for your listening pleasure. Sir, please introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Dmitry Bachilo from Russia. I am a video blogger and I create content about DOS stuff, but not only because, you know, retro gaming is so huge, but yeah, I think that MS-DOS stuff is one of my favorite stuff, so I am naturally uh, always dreaming about making a podcast with you, Anatoly. <laughs> so this is our second time, yes. and I really enjoy your company. So uh, thanks for having me. Oh, anytime, sir. Uh, I uh, I'm always happy when um, when guests return, which doesn't happen all that often. So uh, uh, but I'm happy to have you back. I always I always want to talk to you about different topics and. Uh, we seem to never really be able to come up with a, with a topic to talk about. But today we actually have a pretty interesting one. Yeah, I think it's very broad. Outside of the usual scope of my podcast, but also very related at the same time, I'd say. So, um, we decided to talk about just being a, uh, like a retro technology centered content creator. As I, I guess it's what it's called. And yeah. everything that that entails. Um, There's a lot of, to talk about it. There uh, is. So, for sure. I think modern video bloggers are so, you know, they are having an easy life because everything is made for them to exist. There are so many stuff, so many technical, you know, it's things. True. From a technical level, to... things are things are a lot easier. Yeah, and we are in, we are having such a hard life about it. So yeah, there's, there's a lot to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, actually, well, my viewer, my viewers and listeners might not be familiar with you so much just because, uh, you are doing what, what a lot of Russian people are asking me to do for some reason, uh, is to, 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 to have a, a video blog in, in Russian, which I refuse to do, but. You gladly embrace, and uh, I love your blog. <laughs> I have told you many times. I'm I'm going to just like kiss your ass now for like five minutes. But it's like <laughs> I love the blog. I love everything you do. Everything is very informative. I watch every video, uh, no matter what it is. And I, I am very envious of people who are, are willing to put that amount of energy into anything. Uh, the amount of energy that I surely lack, especially. Um, people who are not familiar with uh, Dmitri's work, here's here's a sort of a short summary of one of the recent videos. Uh, that's not to embarrass you, but but like really, that's the extent. Like, so you just wanted to say something about a certain thing that you got in the mail, uh, which a tweet would have sufficed, really, exactly. R- right? But you realized that like only like a lot of uh, a lot of uh, sort of like that one sentence would have would have needed a lot of baggage to be understood, uh, yeah. like a lot, <laughs> a lot of background information, and probably would have been understood to by like I don't know three people, maybe less. <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. And instead of just tweeting that one thing and waiting for the three people to hit like, <laughs> which is what I would have done, 
Yeah. <laughs> you have decided so. to make, how, how long was that video? Cause you've provided, before you, you said that thing that you wanted to say, you provided all the information needed. <laughs> I would say it's not about the length of video, it's rather about me creating a huge video and researching stuff yes, for like, like a, a lot week. of research, exactly. So Yes, for like a week to, to just create an explanation of the stuff I wanna say <laughs> in one sentence. Exactly. Uh, so so that was funny even for me, so yeah. In, instead of being like a throwaway whatever, which is something that I'm pretty good at, Dmitry actually <laughs> made a choice to 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 educate people <laughs> so which is very admirable and i love it and uh i wish everybody would would be doing that but but <laughs> the only it, thing i want to comment about it is just that uh i always am against of uh you know when people say i am an educational yeah, i understand I, I always refuse to acknowledge that because you know i I am creating very entertaining stuff. I hope so, and I prefer it to stay uh, to to just be an art, an entertainment show because uh, it's just uh, you know too much of uh, responsibility. Yeah, yeah, I understand. It's the same thing. I I don't build myself every time somebody introduces me as God forbid a, a historian. I I like I back off <laughs> as fast yeah, as, exactly. as fast yeah, as I, I can because I am not not a historian at all. You see, we were already discussing the topic with this. We decided to discuss because yeah, this is one of the hugest problems. People always think that you are some kind of a professor, which making his lectures and you know. Um, yeah, right. They, they are already judging you for not being one hundred percent, you know, accurate and stuff. Oh yeah. Oh, we'll get to that. Oh, uh, yeah. Or so, de dear yes. Lord. But I actually wanted to ask you, since most of my viewers uh, and listeners are, are not going to be familiar with your work, um, to just sort of quickly uh, sort of sum uh, summarize, like when when did you start? Your well, one of your first sort of like content creation project. What were your inspirations? Oh yeah. So my inspiration, I think, the existence of internet was my inspiration because uh, I used to be a blogger for like you know forever mm -hmm. since I had got to. Um, to the internet connection, I think. It was like in 1998 or maybe even 1997. I don't even remember at this point. But yeah, uh, the first thing I wanted to have is like a homepage because everybody had homepages in 90s. Right. And nobody cared about it, of course. And I used to have different homepages because I used to do, well, different stuff, which I, uh, well, thought was entertaining and interesting to someone. I apparently was wrong. And then I had a, yeah, and then I had a, like, a, a usual text block in live journal. So, uh, I had some readers, some followers, as we call it today, but, uh, it was like, I knew them all. It was, well, they were my friends in real life. So right. basically this wasn't something I couldn't discuss with them in person. So this blog was more for me than for anyone else. And then it came to 2006 when I discovered, you know, videos in, in the internet, which was like amazing because I used to do the, you know, web 1.0, which consists right, of yeah. that. Pictures that load for 
12 hours. And uh, yeah. <laughs> when you see the, in the internet the whole name and see 12 women through the whole night and watching you know, some porn outside and, you know, stuff. Okay, I'm just discussing the speed of the internet. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, then it came to videos, which was very well, new for me. And uh, then I saw all these people talking about, you know, nostalgia stuff and computer stuff. And um, I decided that, well, if I am making the blog already, why don't I try making it a video blog? The YouTube back then had a limitation of 10 minutes, yes. so it was out of the question. And I decided to switch uh, to the local video you know, hosting, which was called RootTube. It still exists. It was actually created by the creators of Comedy Club Russia for, you know, placing their records there because, well, because of the same reason. YouTube was not basically available for us for length of times. So, yeah, they created a video hosting, made it public, and I created my first video there, not expecting to have, you know, more views than just a couple, and they uh, were supposed to to come from my friends. But I was amazed. Uh, I created a video called... Well, uh, it's tech doom engine, I think. Mm-hmm. It was in Russian, but roughly it translates like that. So yeah, I was explaining, uh, how doom engine works because, uh, this was a type of content which basically didn't exist back then, at least in Russian. Yeah, that's the important so, part. It didn't exist in English either, like. Well, yeah, I, I don't think I have found it back then, so that's what I did. I just recorded a video using my very shitty web camera and I put it on RootTube and suddenly I had like well couple of hundreds of views which was amazingly huge amount of views for me back then and I thought well that is interesting for someone so maybe I should create more the first thing I did I, I went to some uh, you know technical store and bought a camera which cost well it uh, i i don't remember how much probably a lot uh, well probably i think i remember it was twice as big as my salary my, my month so yeah i bought it and um there i was i was making videos about uh, old computer stuff which became quite popular. And it was strange for me that I'm creating a content in my native language, which is not English, and I still get tons of views, and that was very interesting. And I decided, well, that's what I want to do, at least for a while. So I am a content creator for like 10 years, almost 10 years now. More than 10 years. And it seems to go well... Well, if we won't count all the troubles that we go through as content creators, everything is not that bad. So, yeah, that's my backstory. Yeah, that's pretty funny. And let this be a lesson to anyone who's listening. Um, it's it's fairly easy to to fill a niche of some sort. Like, there's a thing. Like, my motivation for for creating my channel was kind of the same. I... Saw, you know, like I, I started slightly later, a couple of years after, 
uh, and AVGN already existed, right? And I and all the AVGN sort of like things that AVGN spawned, but they were all sort of the same kind of things, uh, very much imitating the style. And I wasn't after the style imitators. I just was waiting when is somebody's going to talk about old DOS games. I know people are out there, and eventually, I just like I got tired of waiting and just I was like, why? Don't, all right, if nobody's going to talk about it, I will have to do that. And I never nailed the format down really to this day. But uh, I started doing it, and because, well, at the time, also nobody else was doing it. And that's really, like, around, like, this early days, I got a lot, a lot of exposure just for being one of the first people to do it. Which is why I always encourage people to, to talk about something. Like, if you have something to talk about and you, and you feel that nobody is doing that, uh, just do it yourself. There, there, I guarantee you there are other people who are also waiting for that, for that content to happen. And they're also not talking about it. They're just waiting. Those are the people who are going to listen and watch whatever. Yeah, I totally agree because actually when people ask me why, why have I started all this, you know, video creating, I, I prefer to answer that I am creating the stuff I want to see myself. See, exactly. Yeah, so I am creating it just for it to exist. And uh, I can say that um, it actually works. I see a lot of people that don't say uh, openly that, yeah, we are trying to do what Dmitry does. But it is quite obvious that people were inspired right. by my work. And, of course, I admire it, but actually the main thing that I get from it is the satisfaction that finally I can watch something <laughs> not done by me <laughs> and, the, and what interests me. So, yeah, it actually works. Just do what you want to see and then you'll see it. Yeah. Other people will do stuff exactly. that you uh, will like. I am and actually quite happy that... Because when I started all of the stuff and when you started all of your stuff, there there was nothing else like it. And I, and I am very happy that now I can actually do a YouTube search for all kinds of things that are dust related and see all kinds of videos, reviews and, and technology tryouts and unboxings and whatnot, like all the stuff that 10 years ago I would have never have seen. Uh, on the internet. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm very content with that. Like, I don't have to be doing all of that. Uh, I, I'm just there to, to, to see the stuff that somebody yes, else has Yes, you like done. to say, what a time to be alive. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> really, YouTube is like a substitute for all the rest of the internet for me right now because yeah. I can search everything well, I you, want and, you and there it is you and everyone else really uh, <laughs> it's, yeah that's pretty much it so if uh, if if anybody told you in the in in the year 2006 that you'll still be doing it 12 years later <laughs> uh, would you believe them well that would be fascinating for me because um, actually when I started I never realized that I could succeed with that I you know, what most people, I think, will know who will listen to this podcast is that I actually once left uh, and I dis destroyed my account on yes. YouTube. I was sure, very sure, I was positive that, that was the, the end. 
the hype the hype that uh well spawned of course um wouldn't last for more than like two weeks and people who said come on Dmitri come back they will just disappear in two weeks and everyone will switch to someone else right but that didn't happen in a month in a half a year in a year and I was actually very surprised and touched by it so I decided to come back and start creating from scratch basically so i recreated my account but all my videos they were basically gone so uh, i started from scratch later people well they saved my saved my work they created their own alternative uh video channels and uploaded my stuff there so you can still find it in the internet but not on my channel well most of it so that was strange touching surprising and it was very inspiring. And of course, so if you ask me, would I believe it in 2006? I wouldn't believe it in 2012. <laughs> okay. Uh, that was strange. And I am very, uh, how do I say it? I forgot this. <laughs> I keep forgetting English. So yeah, I am very grateful to all of my fans who are they are not just random viewers who found the video watched it and forgot uh, no it's not it doesn't work like that there are people who are true fans who really like what i do and there are a lot of fans of other people i watch so this is more than just some blog some video instructions to do anything that that's in really new culture where I don't know where I will be in like 10 years. Right. And uh, everything is possible. So if yeah. if someone will tell me that I will still uh, be doing that, I would believe him. And uh, if someone will tell me that uh, I will stop in a month, I still believe him because everything is possible. This is a very strange time. Very strange things are happening. But I'm I'm quite happy with where I'm at right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, a community is for sure a big part of it. I mean, let's, let's face it, I maybe don't talk about it often enough. Uh, like I always say, I, I do re uh, always tell how I created Dust Nostalgia, right? But I never really touch on why that often and the reason why yeah. was when i moved to the states is people always like people ask me if it's for some kind of a software preservation or blah 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 blah, blah. and it's it's yes part of it it is now but but like 12 years ago or like 13 14 years ago when i first got the idea but didn't do anything about it um my literally my motivation was i wanted to talk to people about DOS games. That's literally all there was. Like I moved, I moved to the United States, and uh, you know, I played. As you know, I, I've played a lot of DOS games growing up in Russia, and I moved and understood that things are quite different in this part of the world. You know, where where consoles uh, reign supreme and PCs were not as as popular. Nobody knew what the fuck I was talking about uh, <laughs> uh, when I brought up DOS games. At least most people didn't. Some did, but most didn't. But I knew from reading, you know, the press and everything that some of those games sold, you know, hundreds and thousands and millions of copies. So I knew there were people out there. They were just not within my immediate circle. Um, and that's what the internet did. I really started Dust Nostalgia so I could talk to people. 
And that's actually what Twitter did for me. Like I, I, because everybody was doing the YouTube thing. I also did the YouTube thing, but I actually don't get much of an interaction on YouTube. Um, it's more, well, we'll get to the interaction on YouTube, but, uh, the, 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 uh, the majority of it is like great video, thumbs up. You know, yeah. that's not much of the interaction that I want. I wanted to hear other people's stories. I really did want to hear me talk. I, I wanted to, that's actually the reason I'm doing the podcast is I want to talk to other people about their experiences. And I never really got to that until, until I got to Twitter. And that's when I started getting a lot of feedback. And, uh, so essentially I fulfilled my original, uh, Dustin Stelz's original purpose is to, just to, to hear people. And it's, it's very, um, uh, it's very sort of empowering to sort of, I guess, to start a conversation that other people are having, uh, about something that you like. Uh, and certainly that's, that's what keeps me going. Like I know, like, uh, I'm, when I'm working on the video that I know will probably, have some kind of a more vocal response uh from the audience i am always excited to uh to 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 work on it and, and actually finish it because well i might well now i ruined it but i was gonna say i'm gonna g- gently pivot to another part of the things the actual production part because how do you feel because your videos are often um uh, let's say they're um, cause there, there are channels on YouTube, right? Uh, that are, that you watch and you're just like, how are those videos that polished? Like, I am just mm, a- yeah. amazed by the amount of effort it takes to create some of those videos. And I don't put that much effort into, into my videos. And yet I can still legitimately say I find them just a total pain in the ass to make. Like, it's anybody who thinks, oh, making videos is making videos. It's whatever you just sit, click a few buttons, and and you're 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 done. Please be assured that this is not so, and it's super frustrating. And most importantly, it's not in any way fun. Uh, like, in fact, it's the opposite. Uh, and I personally, this is my thing. By the time I'm done with the with the video, I don't ever want to look at it like ever again. And usually, like the last like quarter of the way through being done with the video is just me angrily staring at the screen dreaming of it being over i don't know if it's the same for you uh do you care to talk about it well first of all i want to say i know exactly what you are talking about because yeah this is the exact same thoughts i am having when i am creating a video i am trying to make it as easy as possible for myself but it always becomes a nightmare always 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 um you were talking about uh, your experience and i actually think it's very unique i am following you on twitter and uh when you say uh you are mostly on twitter and you are making less videos on youtube i think it's just great i think that what you are doing on twitter is actually even harder uh yeah I, I really believe so because um well for me it's very hard to make something on an everyday basis so i am making videos sometimes it's you know three in a row three days three videos but then it can be like a month of nothing because it's just hard for me to focus on one thing because well things happen right and uh i assume 
that you are just a normal person which also have uh, a life full of changes so uh, it's hard for you to you know uh being a blogger on an everyday basis but you are and i actually envy because no trust that, me you that, are overestimating me so much <laughs> like i do the twitter thing because it's easy for me and it's i feel very lazy about it and that's what i love about the media of twitter like oh i i was i was at work on a on a break and i thought about I literally just thought about the Quake soundtrack and I'm at the point in my life where I can be like, go on Twitter that very second on my phone and be like, by the way, 99% of tweeting I do is from my phone. And I can be like, oh, what about Quake soundtrack? And I can be assured that at least a, a few hundred people at that very moment will actually have something to say about Quake soundtrack to me. <laughs> and I... I find that effortless. Like it doesn't take anything to to think about the fucking Quake soundtrack and then go on your phone and be like, "Oh, but what about Quake soundtrack?" Oh, here's a YouTube link that I just found two seconds ago. Uh, it's it's trust me, it's not hard to do that on a daily basis. You are underestimating the value of the stuff because if actually not if. I want to do the same thing. I want to be on Twitter every day. I want to tweet to tweet stuff that is interesting for at least for a couple hundred people. I can do it. It's just hard for me. I can't come up with stuff on everyday basis for so many years as you do. So I know this this conversation has <laughs> got carried away a little, but trust me, even if it's easy for you, it doesn't mean that it's not unique and important all the stuff that oh, you do is no, important listen, I, i'm glad i'm glad i'm glad people I, listen i'm always every day i'm surprised by how many people actually do l listen and stuff and uh what comes out of it i mean like as a result of twitter i got real real life friendships and went to events and stuff like this it's absolutely crazy because i do think of twitter as a thing like you know and twitter is also not permanent you know you tweet something and it's gone uh, mm, well, yes. For the most part. And I do a lot of like necro tweeting as it's known. You know, I retweet my old <laughs> stuff mostly because I am not a very, first of all, I forget things all the time. And secondly, I'm not exactly, uh, I always say like get like two, two years worth of my tweets, like do like a pattern search on them, sort of do like an AI recognition of things. And like after I die, you can just like pipe back an algorithm that generates things just based on the two years worth of my life <laughs> and it will probably be very convincing i can just tweet from beyond the grave because i am very repetitive and and not very attentive so <laughs> yeah i know exactly what you talk about but uh, still still i am enjoying your twitter like on everyday basis and this is important that the stuff that you do is important it's important for me at least so yeah i'm enjoying it whatever if it is hard for you or not i'm enjoying it so yeah, keep up I, I, I definitely found at least something that was easy for me which is what making video let's circle back to the to the original thing which which yeah. making videos is not is not easy it's a pain in the ass and my videos are never long. Like I know, I I've, I see videos on you. Very few of my videos are over. Like I think I'm averaging like for like the review sort of the topical videos. I average maybe like seven eight minutes. Like not even ten most of the time. Uh, and they they're so hard to make, and they're not really technically complicated. They just they just take so much time, and it's very frustrating. Which I have nothing but like 
uh, I, I like movies. That's another thing people don't don't particularly know about me. Like people think of me, I think I I maybe project that image, or people just sort of take it from following me across different social networks. Is like I'm this uh, person who is absolutely crazy about DOS games and thinks of nothing else. But but in reality, that's of course is not the case. And in fact, I am more passionate about other topics, believe it or not, than I am about DOS games. Specifically, actually, about movies. Uh, but I don't talk about movies and don't have a channel dedicated to movies because 50 million other people talk about movies and they do it better than I do. Uh, there is, yeah. there is no niche for me to fill. Uh, somebody else is doing it better than I ever could. So I just leave it to them and I just listen. Um, but the thing is, I got, I gained so much respect for movie editors because I know how hard it is to just shittily edit like a six minute video and how demanding it must be to edit a feature film. I cannot even fathom or imagine. And all the stuff, uh, this technical stuff that we have now, it's not even, it can't be even compared to the oh, stuff yeah. that those editors had when they edited oh, yeah. our favorite movies. So, yeah. Editing in videos is not fun. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's terrible. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's frustrating. It's very slow. It's a very it's slow very process. It's very tiring. And that's why it's tiring because it takes up so much time. You sit down and you have like an idea. Oh, of this five minute video. And it seems perfectly simple in your head. And you already done all the stuff at this point. You, you've recorded a narration. You, 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 uh, you've recorded yourself. You have all the footage and you're like, Oh, you're just gonna, you're just gonna take, you know, an hour or two putting things together for like a five minute video. Fast forward to like two days later, you're like swearing, trying to, to cut together the last minute. And that's what it always, always ends up being. It's never, it's never like you thought about it. And you thought it's going to take two hours, you sit down, and it takes two hours, and you're done. That never, ever happens. Never, ever. <laughs> and then it comes to rendering, which also could be a very surprising I, moment. I just uh, <laughs> I just leave it all overnight. It's only frustrating when you, when you watch it after you're tired of every, you know, after you never want to watch it ever again. You have to watch the whole thing just to make sure that there is no errors. And if there is one, then, of course, there's... <laughs> just, well, just for your information, I used to uh, render my first season of 16 bits ago with a computer which actually had faulty RAM. So uh, basically, rendering was never done from the first take. Right. So yeah, I had lost so many brain cells uh, <laughs> with this machine uh, before replacing it. Finally, so yeah, rendering was also very frustrating for me, but somehow I managed to go through editing, through writing, uh, then you know, recording, then editing with only one day of work. Yeah, that's another thing. Like I remember the when I just started, like the first two months, I just like fired one a one after another, and then you start in your head establishing standards for yourself. And that's what brings you down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you becoming more creative, basically. And you becoming then... more creative and also more demanding to yourself only and nobody else. And like at the end, you're just like, like this podcast. I'm looking at the waveform and I'm already thinking that I'm gonna cut half of it by hand. Like I could have probably just used the filter and stuff, but who knows? Maybe I'll try for the first time ever in my life to not edit the podcast by hand. 
but who knows? <laughs> yeah, and there goes all the fun, and it becomes it becomes you know, tedious a profession, tedious work. Yes. Yeah, it becomes like an actual job, which I guess uh, maybe we can pivot into another topic that I don't know if a lot of people touch onto, which is sort of um, uh, your own personal investments, and I mean financial, uh, yeah. versus the possible. Um, financial gain, because I, I, it is a part of it. I guess, especially nowadays, it is. It's a, it's, it's a big topic. Um, which it wasn't. Content today is very strange uh, and different for what I was expecting from you know video hostings in the internet. Yes, I, I was imagining that people will create basically the content, but they don't. Most. Well, the most popular bloggers are just reviewing stuff. They are sitting in front of their webcam and watching videos that other people created and commenting on that. And that's what is most popular on modern YouTube, which is strange. It is. And uh, then there are people who are streaming stuff. Uh, I don't say that it's an easy job or something. No, uh, but still... It's not the content they produce. It's just the content someone made and they are showing. It's right. a different thing. So there are not so much, not a lot of content creators out there, actually. Uh, and those people are, well, usually they are great at what they do, but there are just so not many of them. Yeah, there's very few right? the people that uh, make... Uh, I don't often watch a lot of Russian stuff. I just um, find that almost everything that I would like to watch is covered uh, by sort of the Western things with the better quality and, and better thing. Not not always, but uh, but there are a few Russian channels that I, that I do watch that uh, I, I know are monetized and do make profit, I'm sure, just because. But they also, like, deserve it. I don't know. Uh, like, uh, I do enjoy a lot of the, like, Pixel Devils uh, reviews. And those videos are fucking quality stuff, just on a technical level. Like I'm all this is, I'm this all, is exactly what we were discussing with him where I, when I met him I, a couple months I ago. I am I am blown away by how well done they are. So like and the dude makes money and you know, good for him. Like I think he deserves it just because I know I don't know what 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 kind of effort goes into those making decisions but i can imagine what kind of effort goes into those videos and if he's willing to put up that much work into them of course he he should be making money i mean uh, i think the one thing that we shouldn't miss when we discuss content creation is that youtube is very very unfair to people who create stuff because uh, today you can't uh, live off of youtube because um youtube is just Greedy, mm-hmm. I can say that. Yes. Uh, you, you can't make money with it. So people go to Patreon yes. and, uh, using Patreon, well, Patreon basically saved all this niche of, uh, content creating people. I, I, I can say so because, yeah, actually the p- Patreon is the only way for them to make decent money. Yes. To, to, to make enough just to, um, you know, to concentrate on yeah. creating videos. I, I would say but so. Patreon basically doesn't work in Russia because Patreon is dependent of uh, PayPal. Right. Uh, yeah. And uh, 
for example, PayPal thinks of me as a drug dealer, so they they don't work with me anymore. Right. Uh, and that makes uh, Patreon and uh, well many different other services just unavailable for me. Right. Right. Uh, which is sad, but well, okay, I can live with that. Still, YouTube is basically destroying the niche of content creating yes. people because, you know, if you can't live off of that, you can't make such a big effort in creating this video. So you either create stuff which is very low quality or you turn to something else. And that's really sad. It is. So people who are making quality content should have enough money to concentrate on this stuff. And I'm very happy for Nikolai Pixel Devil, uh, who uh, found a way to work with Patreon, to work with PayPal, and he makes enough money to do only that stuff. And we as viewers are very happy he, well, got yes. through it. Yeah, yeah. It, it should be the the point is it shouldn't be so complicated for people, you know. Right. Again, yeah. It's I mean, it if anything, it's a job. I just wanted to point out that uh, there's uh, I don't know. I maybe spoke about this before. I don't know if it belongs in this podcast. Like I now have a Patreon and I, my videos are monetized. Which for years I've been saying my videos are never going to be monetized because I hate ads and I do. Um, and yeah, I have the same thing. And, and, uh, only when I lost my job and everything is when I finally started the Patreon and, uh, and put ads on my videos just for the reason that, uh, I literally would have lost the, the, the place I'm living in. Um, if it wasn't for those months where I had my Patreon active. That's literally why I did it. I, I had no other choice and it fucking killed me to do it. But there's something I learned because of this. Um, uh, like, stuff like YouTube will will push uh, unmonetized videos down in searches, like stuff. Undoubtedly. Like, as soon as I monetize my videos and I did nothing else to them, they all, like, spiked in views dramatically. Um, yeah, and the point is YouTube is very greedy and they're not your friend. You're not, they're not your friend in the slightest. Uh, yeah. And those greedy bastards. They're a terrible fucking company and, uh, and yeah, that's, that's that. And Patreon, I mean, Patreon has their own, uh, things. And I swear my Patreon is coming back. I'm gonna put it on record right here. And I'm gonna make it. So, how's it going for you then? Well, uh, my is Patreon's it- been on pause for like a year because I haven't produced any content for a year, but I am coming back because I, I got a new job and I had to get settled and there was all the other factors, you know, life does get in the way sometimes. And uh, in my case, life got in the way for quite a while. Life always gets in the way. Yeah. Just always every day. So, but I am sort of coming around now and I'm doing a podcast. I'm finishing up some videos and I'm also, I mean, because I have a new job, um, I managed to, that's actually another part that I wanted to talk about. This is a personal financial investment into things is I actually bought quite a lot of uh, new things that allow me to, to make videos faster and better. And just generally, like, because you're, I'm able to buy some physical stuff and, you know, there's more stuff for me to eventually show off 
and stuff like this and like those sort of things like uh how do you feel i mean um you're popular enough for for other people to other people you have just series series of videos where people send you stuff and you open it and you talk about it and then you pick the most interesting uh things and do like full length videos uh showing off those things but still uh, you know making those videos besides only investment of time as we discussed and frustration and nerves and uh, and everything making those videos also involves spending quite a bit of your own money uh, sometimes sometimes a little yes, some, exactly. so, sometimes a lot and uh, uh, i don't know do you want to talk about sort of the experiences of you i don't know some like do you have any cases where you sometimes spend a lot of money for maybe not a lot of not a lot of video footage just because you felt it would be interesting or um, or stuff like that and of course if you want to like recall the stuff where you bought something on an online auction for a lot of money and then it didn't fucking work <laughs> you, you feel free to do that as well because I'm sure all of us have stories like that well yeah this hobby takes a lot of investments so um, first of all I think uh, the main spend factor that that I have right now is what I call my museum. It's basically not a museum. It's, it's just a, a storage room that I use to store the stuff that um, I bought through all this time and that people sent me. I have to keep it somewhere. So I am having this warehouse, which already uh, it costed me an, in rent more than I ever made out of my video blog. Only that. Uh, so um, I spent more money on it than I earned through making my videos. Uh, and I mean the whole 10-year career. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, well, I never counted how much uh, money I actually spent on my video creating hobby but it's a lot of course it is uh, as i've already said i bought a camera which was twice as my salary it 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 was very expensive for me but uh, i still bought it because i wanted to to make my content more you know <laughs> i wanted to put more quality in it and of course, uh, I had to buy stuff from online auctions and it always is much more expensive that I will ever earn from, uh, the video that will show yeah. the, the stuff I just bought. Of course, fans help a lot. They send stuff, which uh, most of the time is free. Not always. Some fans want to have something for right. their donation so mm, i don't mind that mm, yet i mm, most of the time i just refuse because you know uh, no, if someone wants to then, yeah I, I, I don't think that actually needs an explanation yeah i do the it, same thing 
Yeah. So, but but still, my fans are very nice people who send a lot of stuff which I never had or couldn't find on online auctions. They appear to have it, so they don't need it. They send stuff, and I am making videos about it. Some are interesting, some are not. But when I receive something which doesn't work by itself it requires some cabling or maybe something else i don't know but i still have to invest into right. the video to make it happen and it always uh, well all the videos are much more expensive in creating than you know the box office that i get out of it so yeah that was never a job for me it uh, is just a hobby which i enjoy it uh, like any other true hobby it of course requires some investments from time to time and i don't actually mind it well okay that's just how it is um i want well, I, I dream about making it my job one day. That would be very nice because I have so much, so many ideas. I want to uh, make videos about this and that and I don't have time for it mm-hmm. because I have to make money right. and uh, this is, well, incompatible task for me and just that there is a content creating time when I spend money and there's job time when I <laughs> making money right. uh, it would be great if it was um, th- the same thing but it isn't so a lot of money is spent on that yeah. stuff and then it's quite expensive and you, you can't always get it uh, you can't always get the stuff that you want because you don't have well the amount of finance right now so people always well not always but sometimes people ask well what takes you so long to film this or that and it's not only you know finding stuff not only waiting for the stuff being shipped but uh, it's also finding you know money for buying all this stuff and and that's that that can take a lot of time so, yes, that's an expensive hobby. Yeah, it is. Just generally a retro thing, especially recently later retro PC. That's the other side of it, right? When we started this whole thing, you could have got on eBay and buy everything, games and hardware and everything for like nothing. $20 for, for a PC, $3 for a game. And by us putting it i'm not saying it's a bad thing but it's 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 called market right that's how market works by all of us pushing it into more into the spotlight now you can go and see people actually paying like two thousand dollars for shrink wrapped fallout you know like something that would be incomprehensible 10 years ago like 10 years ago you could have had it for five bucks from a certain point of view, it's amazing. It's great. I like it. From a certain point of view. Not from the point of a person like me who used to collect stuff and then just stopped because I'm like, okay, this is just bullshit now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I understand that. Uh, you know, I actually think that AVGN is personally responsible for this stuff for, like, happening. Relaunching no. the retro stuff. In, in, the, in many ways, I'm sure. I, yes, yeah. I think everybody agrees that he was the one who started all this nostalgia line in the internet about retro gaming. In the internet, I, I also feel that a lot of it did exist, but was in a more sort of like 
Well, at uh, least he popularized it. Absolutely, so, yeah. he popularized it, and it's the same thing. We also, but we also came around with the new internet, and everything you know kind of happened at the same time. You know, nerd culture was was just nerd culture before, but yes, of course, within the yes. last twenty years, I'd say nerd cu- culture is pop culture. Yeah, it just became mainstream. So, I mean, we talked about the investment the the well how about this so now your videos are well uh, i don't know do you want to talk about this uh i'm on record saying this multiple multiple times uh before we move on to the, the feedback i guess let's let's wrap it up like the whole production and investment and everything i guess we can round it off with how do you feel about the if you want to talk about us, uh, uh, about the end results of of your own creativity, because I I know I'm I've said this a million times, so it doesn't hurt me to say this. I I fucking hate everything I make. <laughs> you know, uh, strange thing is that lately I begin to hate my own results too. But you didn't it wasn't before? like that all the time. Really? Yeah, I, I really didn't. I used to make the 16 bits ago and I used to watch my stuff right after rendering not even once. So I, I, I used to watch it like three times at least. Three times in a row. And you watched and it and you were like, oh shit, good stuff. I, really? Well, surprisingly, yeah. Good for I, I you, man. I did oh man, I can't good imagine, for you. I can't imagine it right now because the t- today when I'm finishing the stuff, I'm angry, I am pissed off, and I am closing the video editor saying, "Thanks God, it's over." I am uploading it to YouTube, and you know, I don't care about the stuff anymore. Yeah, that's that was me from day one. <laughs> I think I literally maybe have. Which videos of mine I like? Uh, I like that Rise of the Triad music video that I made. Um, that's about it. That's about it. <laughs> you know why? Because I heard the music, right? I just randomly stumbled onto that music, onto that remix, and I had an idea in my head of what the images from the game would be set to that music. And I just sat down, and over the course of two days, I put those images to the music. So now that I've watch that video, for the most part, I'm like, well, this kind of actually resembles exactly like what I had in my head when I, when I, before I even sat down and touched anything. And that's the only time that ever fucking happened. Like, <laughs> yeah, interesting. You know, what's really funny about it is that, uh, the more time passes, the more I like my videos that I made long time ago because I keep forgetting. Well, you forget the what stuff. you made. I actually feel like this yeah. is about the podcast. I, the reason I hit you up on Twitter recently is because I was just like, uh, I used to put, I don't do anymore, but I used to put my, um, the podcast on my phone so I could listen to them. Before I upload them, uh, in case there were any errors, cause, uh, I've said this before, uh, but let's repeat it again. I edit the podcasts very heavily. Um, just because. I don't know why. Uh, I just do. Uh, so I would li- re-listen to them and, but I, they were still on my phone. I copy my music files over and over. I don't use any cloud services or anything. I just literally just, I'm old, old school. I just copy the files. Yeah, over. me neither. Oh, 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 I just copy all my files from one. You know, the, the memory keeps enlarging and stuff, so I don't have to buy memory cards anymore. I can just, like, copy the entire, like, eight gigs worth of my road music to whatever. But with that came the podcast, and I was just – it shuffled onto our old podcast that we did together however many years ago that was. And 
and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot all about this. I was just like, uh, you know, but mostly because it involved somebody else but me. But my videos, I, I, I absolutely can't stand. <laughs> well, I have different problem. I can't make a video with someone else. It's, it's, you know, part of being an introvert. I am. Well, me so, too. How many, yeah. how many times have you seen me make videos with somebody else? <laughs> well, exactly. So I have very few collaborations. I still have them, but very few. And, uh, yeah, I'm making videos and then I keep forgetting, not even about making these videos, but I keep forgetting the stuff I was talking about and I am watching it as an educational stuff, <laughs> believe it or not, because, um, it always takes a lot of research to make a video as accurate as you just can get to. Right. So uh, I keep researching stuff which I forget the next day, basically. Uh, it's it's not, of course, happening next day. Literally, it happens like in a year or something. But today, my uh, first season of 16 Bits Ago is five years old, and I Jeez. just forgot everything I was talking about there. So I am watching it. I am watching it as a new show. I am watching it just like if someone else did it. And oh, good uh, it's for you, enjoyable. man. Uh, I can't. I remember. I remember almost. I don't remember the podcast because that's other people talking. But my own videos, I remember every every terrible minute. <laughs> you should take a break from it. Maybe you will enjoy it more. I don't know. I guess. I mean, I never really deleted anything. I did that quake that quake video that I did. I'm very embarrassed about so much so that that's the only video I of mine that I hid. There are a lot of videos which I am embarrassed of because when I'm rewatching my old stuff, uh, it's very interesting, uh, when it comes to, well, the text, the stuff that I am talking about, but it always is uh, embarrassing about the quality of the video. Oh, yeah, you well, the quality, do... I don't even, uh, that's. YouTube the... videos don't age well, no, basically. They, they, they don't. But also, like, I am, that, see, that doesn't bother me. The quality itself doesn't bother me as much because I sort of remember mentally what what kind of place in my life I, I was when I made them. And they, they're terrible. I'm obviously, I obviously, I hate appearing on camera. To this day, I do. Uh, and uh, I hate remember, memorizing the script, so I, which is why I don't really appear in my videos anymore. Although I'm sort of like trying to... Uh, I think I'm going to revert that as well. I'm going to start appearing more in my videos personally, at least for a little bit. Um, just because, to get myself out of my comfort zone. Got to do something, right? Got to do something to... To sort of, uh, uh, well, that's an interesting approach, I would say, because, you know, I have recreated the format of my videos, which excluded the camera from it. Right. Well, totally excluded, and I'm very happy about it. Yeah, well, well, for this time period, at least. So, so was I. Yeah, I haven't appeared in a video in a, in, a, in a long, long time. Like, personally, I used to just do the VO just because it was so much easier. And I, ha I actually have my, like, because I used to not just cut, and I used to record everything with my webcam originally, and uh, uh, I still have those somewhere. They buried where you can just see like like thirty minutes worth of takes to say like three lines. <laughs> in, in, in like my first some some of my first videos, of course, I'm swearing up a storm. It's Tell always, me about it's it. It's always just fucking shit, and like five minutes, and I start looking very sweaty and yeah it's it's you know i'm that's very rare person on the russian segment of youtube who doesn't swear in his videos i don't swear in my videos either but i do swear in podcasts yeah. and in life but, so and yeah I, I do it in life and i do it a lot and if 
people just saw my outtakes, that would be very embarrassing. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> so I, I, I know exactly what you're yeah. talking about. I think I actually put up a couple of my audio outtakes on Twitter over the years because I just fo- I found them and I found them funny. But uh, but yeah, I do. I, well, people people who listen to the podcast and not just watch the videos know I um, that I curse a lot. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, what was I doing? Uh, what was I saying? So, uh, I, about getting off the camera and then you're trying to get back. Yes, to... but it's all about like sort of like this being feeling, uh, satisfied with your work or not. But say, so now we went through like production in investment and what it takes to, to, um, now the, I don't know, the fun part comes is now, now I guess we, we're going to get to the reception. Um, yeah, we summarized that creating videos is hard. It's hard and it's <laughs> terrible, and yeah, I think we just went on for and we hate it. Yeah, for an hour we just went on how we hate it, but of course we all do it for something, right? It's obviously not for money. I think either both of us established this uh, well, that, yeah, that we of. we don't make a living uh, off that, and in fact, it takes more money and time to to make it than a lot more, which yeah. is why it's a hobby. For me, it's also a hobby. It's not a job. Uh, which is a good thing, I guess. Um, yeah, it has. I, I look at I look at it like it's a good thing because I, I I hate all the things that I have to do, and I'm sure if even if I manage to to turn this into like a real job, that I would hate my hobby, which which is not something I want to do. Yeah, uh, I like to do I like to do this for fun because it's fun. But so far, I think we discussed a lot of things, and I don't have been fun. <laughs> so yeah. it's the reception that must be fun, right? Uh, the, 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 the feedback. And before we get to, before we get to the dreaded topic, uh, of, of, of everything else, I will say that I, I have stated it previously in this very podcast, and I will say that I do enjoy the feedback. I started the thing for feedback, and I do enjoy hundreds, sometimes thousands of people sharing their DOS experiences with me as a result of something that I put out there. And, to me, that's like the relief. Like I finished the video that I hated making and it sort of came maybe close to my original idea of what I was making. And I uploaded on YouTube and within a day there are thousands of views and uh, and stuff starts coming back to you, people reacting to it. And I will say that largely, largely things have very positive they might not be what i expected they might not sometimes like you know if you don't say in the video share your experiences with whatever people not going to do it but um people who are very enthusiastic about all this stuff just like i am enthusiastic about this stuff like i love hearing from people and that's what keeps me going you know like uh, i i see and sometimes you you'll see people comment on like just put up those big uh, like their descriptions of their childhood experiences and it's something completely different from what your experience is but you can still like sort of relate um and that's in uh, i don't know about you but that's what keeps me going like i i really do love getting those sort of like big uh comments and descriptions of people's experiences which d- does happen when i put out my videos so in a way that's why i make them well, I I can't agree more because, of course, uh, if we are not doing it for money, then for what? I think it's obvious that uh, most people who are making their videos or anything publicly, it's for the feedback because feedback is 
actually, yeah, it's it's what keeps me going because when people are saying, well, I can relate to that, I used to have the same experience, this is very interesting stuff, it is always uplifting, I'd, I'd say. It's, it always is inspiring. It always inspires me to make more stuff, to put more effort in creating it. So, yeah, feedback is important. And I... Well, I can't say that I'm still enjoying the feedback that, uh, <laughs> as I used to. Because the more popular you get, there's, there's the a more... point, there's a breaking point. And if I reached yeah. it, then I'm not as popular as you, um, uh, overall. And I consider myself not very popular in terms but, of But YouTube. you are, uh, in, still, the, in the field that still. you're in. All the amount of trash. But but if I reach that point, you have reached that point for fucking sure. There comes a point in every content creator's life where for the first while you're like small and the and the community that sort of self builds around you is small. It's all generally very, very positive. But there comes a breaking point at some point where where your reach becomes you know, it just, it just statistically just starts reaching a lot more people than it used to. And then, <laughs> I, I'm trying, yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying to put this in words, uh, that are, that are not, not, um, you know, uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty hard to say. But either way, as any content creator will attest, and the more popular you are, the worse it is. And not just, but it's also, I mean, other factors are also, uh, in, and sometimes I, I think the world that I'm a, that, that I'm a, I'm a white man. And cause, <laughs> cause I, I'm, I am sorry to say that it is a factor. Uh, of course it is. Of course it is. Big fucking. Even as a Russian guy, which lives in very different culture from, you know, the American culture, I can say it matters. Yes, it matters a lot of, and I personally, I mean, uh, because I am small, I, I don't get as much, uh, negative bullshit, uh, as I do just because I'm small and I am white and I'm a guy. Um, as I am sure some of my, I guess, colleagues have to deal with, with this. And you, I, I've, I don't know if I'm going to cut this out or not, but I have very limited interaction with, with Russian viewers, right? Because I do my, all my stuff, all my content in English. And, but it just happens that DA stuff and PC stuff, because I, I came from the same world, is very popular. Uh, yeah. in Russia, it's a, it's a huge, topic nostalgia Thanks topic for, that. for for many people so i do get feedback from russian people as well and i i, I mean i'm sorry to make this big generalization i'm it's not everybody who i'm going to make this statement about that i'm about to make and who knows maybe i'll cut this out maybe not uh, i don't know probably not uh russian internet users especially when it comes to comments and I mean, I deal with a lot of bullshit from English speaking people as well, but Russians are the fucking worst. There, I, I don't know what it has to do. What I feel partially responsible because I was there in the early days of the Russian internet and I participated in the development of this culture as much as everybody else did. I don't know what the fuck happened. Uh, Basically, I, I have an explanation about it. Do you? Because I would love to hear a theory because I don't understand 
why Russians are so happy to shit on everything on the internet in the amount that they do. Because it's just mind-boggling to me. How- well, you have to know how Russia is, you know, constructed, if I yes, can say so. Of Russia is a very huge country with a lot of people living not in a big city, uh, which are – they – you know, it's not about the internet. People in Russia are raised not very tolerant to anything. Right. It's not just – being politically correct or something it's just about being intolerant to basically everything so when those people uh, come to the internet they hate everything that is not them right and of course there's and, a layer uh, of anonymity that's slapped on top yeah, of that and that just makes and- things worse in in last couple of years the internet came to every every part of Russia and it's very cheap to buy a very basic smartphone or tablet PC or even a gaming computer so everybody has it and a lot of you know youngsters if we can say so a lot of <laughs> all right grandpa <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and um, yeah people f- from like 7 yeah, I said it. Seven, maybe even six to like 14 years old. They all are in the internet. They spend all their free time there. And well, it's the only entertainment they have. It's either that or, you know, doing some farm activities. I don't know. The people are living in villages basically. So. It's the only thing that they can do. They don't have this much of a, you know, cultural education and. Yeah, I so, know, but it's just, it just, it just, it just, it just fucking matters. Like, uh, like it, it just bothers me that so, so many people take the valuable time of their life to just come to you and just personally just like shit on your doorstep for, for no good reason. It's not constructive. It's not good for... No, nobody's getting anything out of it. Well, they're getting something out of it. I'm definitely not. And, uh, yeah, whatever. It's strange for me, too. But, yeah, it's it's their main entertainment. They don't have much in their lives. So that's oh, what I they do. I understand that's where it steams from. But it just it just mind-boggling to me. And, yeah, it is the country that I came from. So I, I should understand probably better than anybody. But, uh that that's what Russian internet culture is. And I mean, I'm not leaving it just to Russians. I mean, everybody has to put up with their share of... And there comes a moment where you're popular enough where you're going to get, like, sort of, like, verbal abuse on a a regular basis. And Uh, I actually wanted to be a little more serious, maybe, about it, because this actually is very, very important uh, topic. Um, And... Thank you for having me because uh, I think it's uh, the right place to talk about it in a kind of serious manner. So what I wanted to say is that, of course, there are those people who are just young and stupid, and that's okay, I guess. Uh, The stuff they say isn't that offensive. It's just stupid. You see it? Yeah. And you just 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 brush it off, yeah. Yeah, it's not nothing interesting, nothing particularly, well, offending. It's just boring. And uh, yet there are other people who are much more clever and who are, well, 
I can maybe it will sound funny, but they are basically just an internet bullies. I wouldn't call them yeah. trolls. They are just bullies because it's not about internet. It's just their hobby to make other people miserable. angry. Yeah. Yeah, miserable and angry. Yes. And it's come, they think it's funny. And they always, just to make it clear, I have some friends who also think that it is funny. They are even practicing the stuff. Well, they used to. Now they think God don't. So, um, yeah. And I always told them, you guys, you know, you are my friends. I know you for a lot of time. And we're still friends, but I want you to know I am so not supporting this hobby of yours that uh, you really should consider stopping it. And thanks God, they stopped. But they found it interesting and they always told me that, you know, we're not doing anything wrong. It's just joking. It's, you know, about people's reactions. It's right. just about people's reactions. They react funny and that's, that's just funny. There's nothing offensive about it. It's only they, the people who are trolled, are making it offensive. Right. The others... Uh, would just ignore it. And, uh, this is where I come to a conclusion that it's not that simple, actually. It's not. Uh, in fact, yeah. in, in fact, it's leading to the, into the topic that I didn't even expect to discuss today, but I'm actually very happy to discuss. Probably, uh, uh, a larger topic, uh, of maybe, uh, just generally mental health. There are a lot of people who are very, um, they are not good at comprehending the stuff they are seeing in the internet about themselves. Uh, there are people who, uh, and well, I can consider myself as one of them at least some years ago because, yeah, as I have already mentioned, I have deleted my channel once. And it wasn't just because, yeah, I, d I didn't have time for it anymore. It was a factor, but the main thing was that I was just tired tired of being, you know, let's say bullied all the time because I just thought I didn't deserve it. It was not worth it. So I just destroyed my channel and destroyed all my work. There were a lot of fans, real fans who were disturbed by it, who were very upset by it, who started you know, different campaigns about supporting me. So that, that was very nice of them. There are a lot of good people there. But there there are people who are just trying to make an advantage out of you being, you know, about you overreacting to stuff. And that is not uh, something that comes from your mind. It's not something that you, you – well, it's, it's not about you being stupid or something as they – often think it is. It's just there are a lot of different people with very uh, different mental capabilities, let, let's put it this way. And there are people who are, you know, they could be great content creators, they could be great scientists, great writers, well, whatever they do, if they have to do it publicly, they receive some criticisms. Sometimes it is fair, sometimes it is not. And I really wanted to say that, well, people who are making fun of it, who are, you know, enjoying bullying other people just to, you know, have a kick out of it, just to see them react, um, 
they should really consider stuff in it. I know how stupid that sounds, but <laughs> yeah, I know they're not going to listen to this either. Um... I'm, I can even say something maybe more deep, and you can feel free to cut it out. But no, I want to say it. So I come from the culture where, for example, homophobia is not something that is a bad thing. Right. It is considered to be the norm. Yeah, it's, an, considered it's even encouraged in many ways. I don't know if probably... I, I know things in Russia have changed since I've been there, but I don't think yeah, they've changed... But I don't they think have, they've changed that much. It's, it's changed in context that, uh, well, I have gay friends. They they are okay. They're living okay. It's not a big problem for them. But they still are trying to, you know, hide their homosexuality from everyone just, you know, to make sure. Right. To be, on the, to be on the safe side is what you mean. Yeah. But publicly, you can't only be, you know, openly gay. You, you can't even be openly not homophobic. Right. Even that is considered as, uh, you know. A weakness. Yeah, uh, if if you are not homophobic, you're uh, automatically gay. That's you know exactly. how that. I do know yeah. how that is. So why am I why am I talking about that? Is because when I was growing up, it was believe it or not, it was quite obvious for me where gays are bad. Basically, it's it what it, it is what everyone was believing in. Everyone was told to believe in. And time passed, and I was uh, very into computers. I was, uh, well, that's obvious. I was reading a lot of stuff, and then I, mm, uh, if you, if you asked me back then, what do I think about all this homophobia stuff? Should we allow gay marriages? I would probably say, no, we shouldn't. That is incorrect. We should leave the things like they are and change nothing. And... Then I read about the guy who I th- who I admire a lot, who is uh, someone who gave us basically the computer we have today. Right. His name is Mister Mister Alan Turing. He is a great scientist. He created you know a lot of stuff. We wouldn't even list it right now. And I it it makes me incredibly sad. When I understand how many more things he could do with his life if he wasn't dead because he had to kill himself because he was given a choice. He was homosexual and he was told to either choose a prison or choose, you know, quote unquote, chemical uh, solution to his problem. Right. So obviously he chose the second and he couldn't live with it. He committed suicide. And so this is what homophobia led to. We lost a treasure for a mankind, a guy who who was just genius. We lost it because something that is nobody's business led to this very, very unfortunate right. sequences. So that was a point in my life when I changed my mind about that, uh, about all this gay stuff if I can say so and basically it's the same with bullying people when you think you're just making fun of it uh, when you are trying to bring personal life of someone to you know the public observation and make fun of it maybe you are doing something bad for yourself too because you know the guy you are making fun of can be a 
great scientist which will find a cure for cancer. You know, I'm just saying very obvious stuff there. But yeah, no, I, I, I just, I just stuff that I wanted to say, so I said it. No, good. Feel free to cut it out. But, I'm not going to yeah. cut it out. I think it's very important, and I think it just generally just feeds into like, uh, first of all, mental health is important, right? Um, uh, yeah. Now, I live in, in the country that sort of things are always on edge. Um, At uh, least Americans talk about mental health. Yeah, we they, talk about they, it, but we, we have we have very little in the way of supporting it, sadly. Uh, in, it's not even a thing. If you behave strangely, you have to be beaten. Oh, it's, I know. It's, it's Yeah, I know. Like, it's the same thing. Like, I mean, it, 20 years ago, the same, like 30 years ago, the same was in the States. The ADD did not exist. It's called, you're not paying attention in school, smack. Uh, yeah. I, I assume things are probably this, there were the same in Russia when I was a kid, and I'm pretty f- fairly certain things are the same in Russia today. Um, it is changing though. Uh, I, I hope just, it I, is. Yeah, it uh, is changing though, and maybe in a hundred or a couple hundred or years we will see some difference. Maybe. It won't happen very but, fast, but it is changing. But either yeah. way, I think mental health is important. Is important. I am a person who like suffers from chronic depression, and which is why I'm like <laughs> I'm you know I live in my own paradox where uh, I I I love talking to people, but I also like to stay away from all the people at the same time. It's it's really weird. Um, uh, how I know exactly. I know exactly what you mean. How I operate, but uh, it's also like as far as like internet trolling goes, it's like like we both of us mentioned, we're not doing it for money. We're doing it for fun, and it takes a lot of personal investment, not just time and money, but also just energy, right? You you put a lot of yourself into this work, even though I end up hating my work. I I, I mean, I still put a lot of. You know, like every video, uh, it's it's silly to say this, but in the way, it's my baby. In a very trivial way, not not like, oh my god, don't touch my fucking babies, but like, <laughs> but like I did make it, and uh, and I put it out there, and I'm fine with all the constructive criticism. God, I'm my own worst fucking critic. Uh, like yeah, I said, exactly. I, I hate all of my videos. I I see all the shortcomings of everything I make. Trust me, it, it takes me. Just the confirmation pass to make sure with no that there's no like rendering errors or anything is painful to me just because I see all the imperfections. I see them. Uh, right. Like it's not that I'm oblivious to them. Like I've made the best thing ever. No, I've made the worst fucking thing ever. But whatever. I'm putting it out there. That's the least that I can do. And people who capitalize on that, people who sort of feel like it doesn't take them anything. Uh, it's it's like people who do want to abuse you on the some some level just to feel superior they don't know how much of an impact they can make on you in that specific moment because they're just joking there and they're just getting a reaction but they don't know where you're at at that specific point in your life and also what kind of work you've put into the something that's that's been so maybe in, like criticized on the surface maybe for something even is unrelated it's usually something very personal that's being attacked uh but like in combination of both those things can be incredibly harmful uh, uh and just destructive and it's very very serious and if enough people pile on uh the effect can can be absolutely disastrous just on the person's well-being which actually leads into another thing that i wanted to discuss with you specifically 
uh, and in your case, that's going to be, well, you've touched onto this already before, but, uh, so what is your solution or what is your solution to your, your way that you found for yourself, uh, to sort of keep your mental health and maybe, uh, uh, to deal with the, with negative feedback? I used to read all the comments all the time because I was making content for the comments. I was reading all the stuff and then negative comments started appearing. When it's just some combination of curse words, you know, your mom is a whore. Okay, I can live with that. That's that's not a huge problem for me. Um, I just ignore it. It doesn't make me angry in any way. Mm-hmm. Then there are people who are saying, yeah, there you are mistaken. Okay, thank you. I know that. It really angers me a little because, yeah, I know that. Stop, you know, putting it into my face. I I know that I was mistaken over there. And there are people who are, you know, saying, well, it would be better if you did something, blah, 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 blah. That angers me more. It is annoying. yeah, yeah, it is annoying, and I'm saying it would be better if you mind your fucking business. So, <laughs> yeah. well, it, yeah. it would be better if you just fucking set up a camera and did your own shit. Like that would be actually the best. What angers me the most is when people are obviously wrong and accusing me of being oh, yeah. wrong. I just can't stand it I when know. people are saying, "Yeah, you know, this is incorrect." Like the the most. Frequent example is pronunciation of the id software company. People are saying it's not id, it's id. Oh, they can go fuck themselves. It's so frustrating. Everybody used to keep repeating it. Everybody used to do that, right? Like back in the nineties when we didn't know any better. Uh, English speakers and Russian speakers are like, but we've lived in like twenty years of like internet at this point. At this point, we've heard id software being said. A million and a half times. Uh, and it's not fucking state secret. Just exactly. Google it. It's, it's so obvious. It's so everywhere in the internet. Just fucking Google it and you, you will know the truth. It's so Stop trivial. Okay, actually, can, can I say something about something I would have never done today, which is how you learn. That's actually part of my learning process. But very early on, I did the review of the game, uh, of the game Loom, right? Uh, right. I think maybe my third or fourth video. And I said that all the music in the game, all the music in the game is from Tchaikovsky's The Swan Lake. Okay. And of course, a month later, I get the fucking comment. Oh, by the way, not all the music is from The Swan Lake. And actually, there was a list of like five songs that are not from Swan Lake, allegedly. And mm-hmm. it was so early on in my YouTube, in my content creation thing that I went out and bought a copy of the Swan Lake <laughs> just so I can point to very specific time signatures in the reply of where all of those songs, which are from the Swan Lake, or <laughs> in which act and in which scene and which time those songs are played. Because yeah. of course they are from the fucking Swan Lake, because they are. And I would have, if somebody left that comment on any of my videos today, I wouldn't even look twice at it. You know what I mean? I would just let it fucking slide just because of how dumb it was. And this is, yes. this is a forewarning, and I know nobody's gonna listen because you just have to experience it for yourself, but 
if you're if you're not a content creator but you want to become one don't engage <laughs> don't engage with that sort of shit cuz some asshole spent 5 seconds leaving a comment on my youtube page i ended up spending my own money <laughs> and, and time and time and thinking about it to to write a contrary response don't do it it's not yes, worth yes. it nobody's benefiting from it Nobody cares. <laughs> exactly. So to answer your question, what do I do? I, well, stopped reading comments. I still have my website where mm, there are a lot less comments to all of my new comment videos. So I am reading them. I'm reading those. Uh, there are a lot negative comments there still, but uh, comparing to a YouTube, I just consider YouTube to be in, you know, a trash bag. <laughs> there, there's, yeah, a cesspool, right. So I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> okay, okay. There's nothing interesting for me on YouTube comments anymore. I just know that there are a lot of good comments there, but I am sacrificing them. That's right. Just, yeah. The percentage just, is not worth it. Like that's yeah. that's the sad part about comments on YouTube and it's about the same. Uh I mean for for me they're largely positive. I'm not going to say anything. I I I sometimes I do read comments. That's the thing. I, I since I'm on Twitter, I read like every Twitter thing that comes back sadly and uh the the more popular my Twitter gets, <laughs> the harder it is to do. Um not because of quantity, but because of the percentage of uh whatever. But I sometimes do take a glance at your YouTube comments and I I understand why you don't read them. <laughs> yeah, so I think the most disappointing thing about uh, YouTube comments nowadays is not negativity, but, you know, they are just irrelevant. Yeah. I am reading it and it is just so not interesting. People are talking about uh, there was a bad lightning there. You should have put camera there. Come on, man. Is that really what bothers you in my video? Is that what you're looking right. for? Yeah. You're not listening to the stuff I'm saying. You're looking at the picture, which is not important. Well, yeah, the sad part is the, the good comments are lost in that, but it's nobody's but, but people's fault. It's just how it is. Yeah, I'm not about whining. I'm just, I think if, if things are like that, well, I can't change people. I have to ignore them. Then right. what choice do I have? And, and if you read uh, 50 comments a day about where you put your fucking chair in that video, it's, it's just, it's not worth it just because it's so frustrating. Because the last thing you want to think about is where you put the fucking chair. What does it matter? The main thing, it kills, it kills all the mood for exactly. creating. Exactly. You can't, you and can't fucking read 50 comments about where you put your chair or where you put your fucking window, uh, and then sit down and spend four days making a video. It's not, yeah, it's and, not how it works. Yeah. And a couple of years ago, I considered, well, if you are people who are interested in chair position in my videos, and you know, you can go fuck yourselves. And I just deleted my channel. And I was wrong. That that wasn't a good thing to do. I shouldn't have done it. But what uh, made me, you know, stronger, if I can say so, uh, was the point that I just thought about it and came to a conclusion that, okay, from now on, 
I am doing these videos for myself. Right. There are a lot of good people there who are, you know, loving what I am doing. The people, uh, those people always find a way to make a contact with me to tell me about how much they are enjoying the stuff. So I wouldn't lose those feedbacks. So yeah, uh, it's still there. I still have it. It's all right. I am not reading comments anymore. Even if I do, it doesn't matter because I am not doing it for those people. If those people don't like a chair position or a light position or anything else, well, it's their fucking problem because now I am doing videos just for myself. I am doing it like I want it uh, to, uh, like I want them to be. So after I am making a video, I still hate it after that, but then it, uh, you know, time passes and then I still rewatch my videos and some I don't like and some I like more. So I am enjoying this for myself. This is videos, uh, th- those are videos that I do for myself. If someone else likes it, Great. I want to communicate with those people. If someone else doesn't like it, so, well, that is not my problem. It's their problem. I will never, ever again make it my problem. So this is the statement that I made for myself, and I'm trying to stick to it. That's good. I mean, everything is a learning experience, right? And I am yeah. I am guilty. I I... I mean, I'm sometimes proud of myself for not engaging with things. Actually, happened just three hours ago. <laughs> but, but the most recent. Uh, well, uh, I'm I'm sure I am losing much from this position. I don't uh, know. Man. Are, even if I do, it's well. I'm sorry. I I, I want to be excused by all those well, people thing, who are trying to communicate right. and just can't yeah, because th- I can't. I don't see a, them. That's the sad part. But again, mental health is is what's most important. If you can't take care of yourself, what can you take care of? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, uh, we can either keep up making stuff that we make or we can read all the comments and uh, it will eventually just stop and there will be nothing for nobody so yeah, yeah. the choice is quite <laughs> obvious yeah i mean that encompasses i guess the, the entire topic i just don't want to end on this set of a note I, i'm just saying i i do want to yeah. after all of this being said i always do want to encourage people to be to to create their own content um uh, like I said before, if you're waiting on a topic that you know you can talk about it and nobody else is talking about it, do it. Go for it. Uh, there is an audience on the internet. We're, we're, the world is more connected than it has ever been. Uh, yeah. and which is amazing. It is. It's absolutely, it's, it's an amazing, t- we are so connected. It's ridiculous. Well, it's not ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's actually quite spectacular, but, <laughs> but, um, uh, so there's always an audience for, for, for anything. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, something like this, like I'm doing a podcast when I cannot fill, uh, my time with anything else just because like something like starting a podcast or a text blog doesn't really take much. You can do it. If you, if you feel like you have something in you, just fucking do it. Like, go for it it can be very very gratifying and yes there's all those negative things coming with it but what in life isn't really like what what (laughs) there's no such thing in life that's only pure 
pure positive joy that just uh, uh, doesn't exist uh, you know yes the internet just multiplies it million times but uh, it multiplies not only the negativity but also the positivity exactly. and when you are a popular blogger uh, there are people out there who think that you are like a brother to them they which is amazing. I know what it feels like because I also have my own, you know, yeah. uh, l- list of people that I watch on YouTube, and some of them for me are like part of my family. Yeah, being a public public person instantly puts that that spin on you, where 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 people after a while feel that they know you. And the same with me. I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts, especially uh, some I've been listening to. I don't know, ten years at this point. How are those people are not my, you know, like one way friends? Like they don't know who I am. But but, but, (laughs) one way friends. But but half duplex friends. Exactly. Like they don't know who I am, but uh, I sure as hell know who they are. Yeah, exactly. And there are a lot of people who know everything about me, and I don't even know them. Right. It is weird, but I know these people are actually quite enjoying my company and this is amazing i basically am very grateful for this situation they're the ones who who we make this for besides ourselves obviously yeah yeah it's those people that uh inspire us yes and everything else all the negativity uh, it's tough but like if you do it if you do it right if if you're if you keep your mind at what's important and what's important for you specifically like nobody knows you better than you yourself right so like if you figure out what's important and how much of everything you can handle uh anything is possible you'll you'll be able to just skid across all the negativity and just concentrate on the on the positive and that's that's what's important in life, just in general, right? Not just in content creation. That's a, that's an important thing in life to, to keep your, it's easy to lose the perspective, right? It's easy to, yes, to get, I learned it hard way, but still yeah, it's the right way. It's easy so. to, to, to get sidetracked. But if you manage to keep, keep an eye out on what's, what's important for you in your life, then, you know, anything is possible. And, uh, and especially something like being content creator on the internet. <laughs> People often comes to to come to me for advice, like what should I do to become a popular content creator or something. And I always say that the most important thing is, uh, you know, being yourself. You should make the content the way you like it. Right. Don't try to please everyone. It's impossible. Yes. And when you are trying to do it for one reason or another, and uh, by different reasons, I mean you can do it just to be more liked, or you can be to make more. You can do it to make more money out of it. The result is the same. You lose yourself, and then the content becomes boring. The audience is very sensitive to the fact that you don't like what you are doing. Right. It is always very obvious. So stick to the way you like it. Right. And if someone else likes it, great. If someone doesn't, well, it's their problem. So I often hear uh, stuff about, well, bloggers that I like. uh, And uh, people say that, you know, this one is now making money out of his blog. And the picture is beautiful. But he's a sellout. I don't like him anymore. And 
sometimes the real reason is not because they are making money out of it, but because they started to make it, um, you know, likable by everyone, which automatically makes it boring and uh, right. it's syndicated. Not it's it's syndicated television, and you know, yes, you know exactly. the you know the feel when you see it. Yeah. You know the feeling. So, and it is very obvious. If you're trying to be liked by everyone, you are automatically becoming, you know, very synthetic. It's not interesting. Uh, people only, people who are passionate, who are making stuff that they like, first of all, are interesting to someone else. It is very important. It's the main thing. You should stick to yourself to what you like to what you want the stuff you're making to be so yeah this is general advice right that's good i think we we covered i mean everything that we (laughs) that we wanted to talk about well thank you thank you very much for being here thank you for inviting me it was a pleasure as always time anytime now do you have uh hmm I mean, you mostly tweet in Russian and stuff, and your channel is mostly in Russian. But say maybe some some Russian people listen to this that don't know where to find you. Where can they find you on the on the internet? Well, it's me on Twitter. My nick is Bocha uh, himself. Uh, I, you know, actually, I don't think that it is so important to advertise myself because. Yeah, I actually doing all my stuff in Russian, so it's not very interesting to most of your listeners. Well, just in case you never know who's listening, I actually, I let's be honest with you, I like this podcast so much that this podcast I do for myself. I never ever once looked at any numbers related to this podcast. I have no idea. Good for you. I have no idea how you. many people are listening. I have no idea where they're listening. Uh, I don't know where they're coming from, what country. I don't look at any of the stats. Stats. I don't care. This podcast is is for myself to talk with other people, basically. So that's, that's at this point of this podcast, I don't even remember if you said my name out loud. I did at so, the very beginning. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Then, so my name is Dmitry Bachilo. You can Google it, and yes, I think that's enough about advertising me. Yeah, that's fine, and of course, anybody can find me. I'm Das Nostalgic just about, well, fucking everywhere. And I I, want to remind the people that if somebody has a topic that they feel, like a concise topic that they feel that they can talk about for an hour or two like this, just casually chatting, uh, feel free to let me know. And you too can be a guest on Das Nostalgia Podcast. The door is always open. As long as you feel strongly that you can sort of keep on track for an hour or two. Um... Uh, I, you're most welcome to, you know, hit me up on Twitter and anywhere else and, uh, we'll do this. Alrighty, sir. Well, it's been a pleasure having you here. Thank you for coming on to the show. And, uh, it's been a pleasure for me too. Thank you for having me again. So yeah, have a good night. And you too. And to all the listeners, uh, well, we'll hear each other again on another episode of Das Nostalgia Podcast. Goodbye. Goodbye.